Originating from a secret underground bunker buried deep in the heart of Chicago's north side, two fans dare to defy the laws of man to bring you a podcast about the south side hitmen, the good guys who wear black. There's a sense of pride. Um, there's a sense of, of purpose. Azagir, by far. He was my favorite player. Well, all time, it's Paul Canerco. I love the hot dogs. I love the grilled onions. And I can't believe it's been 13 years. 13 painful, painful years. <laughs> because good guys wear black. Good guys talk back. Welcome, Sox fans, to Good Guys Talk Back, episode 20. This is your blue-collar, fan-centric Chicago White Sox podcast. Folks, we are recording episode 20 in the parking lot right outside of Sox Park here in Lot B in front of Gate 5. It is Monday, April 29th, and it is the first game of this three-game set with Baltimore. Uh, This is the last series for the Sox in the month of April and uh, before I go any further, let me bring my co-host to this madness uh, in, Jeff Julian. Welcome. Hello, sir. Uh, I'm just kind of chuckling as I, yeah. you know, we're seated in the front seat of your car <laughs> yeah, yeah. with microphones uh-huh. and we're looking at guaranteed rate and it's it's funny. It's funny in a good way. It's It's awesome to have the... The breeze kind of blowing through. Got the <laughs> and, uh, you got the moonroof open. Right, uh, right. Yeah. Sox fans are milling about the ballpark on a yeah. on a Monday night, and and here we are getting ready to talk about a team that is, a, feels like a team that's right in the middle of a rebuild. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, a lot is a lot has changed. Uh, I shouldn't say a lot has changed, but there have some. There's been some changes since the last time we talked. Uh, you know, on, on, on the podcast since episode 19, um, I want to talk about uh, I want to talk about the whole Santana DFA. Now he's a free agent. Um, I want to talk a little bit about that reclamation project, that experiment that Han went out and, and did with Santana and even Nova, for that matter. And um, some of the injuries for sure, but but definitely want to talk about where we're at right now, uh, state of the Sox. Um, Sox are eleven fourteen, Jeff. Uh, I mean they, you know, they sweep Baltimore. And this is what we said. <laughs> this is what we said last episode. Boy, if they could just take, uh, you know, uh, take care of business in Baltimore, they're going to be in pretty good shape. And, and that didn't age well. Right. Uh, then they go out and drop what uh, two two or three yeah, to the Orioles. Yeah, horribly. Um, but you know, if they come here and they sweep Baltimore, we're looking at fourteen and fourteen to close out April. Right. Um, so, Sacks are, are eleven and fourteen as we record. They're five games out. They're chasing Minnesota, which is just playing uh, out of their shoes here. Sixteen and nine, Minnesota. Yeah, that's I mean, something else. I expected Minnesota to be a better team this year, but I at sixteen and nine to start the year. I mean, good on them. Um, they lost two or three in Baltimore last week. Horrible, horrible starting pitching. I mean, they had that blowout win, um, you know, on Monday. It was like 12 to 2 that we had yeah. talked about. Yep. Uh, and then just some ridiculous uh, starting pitching in a bad way from Nova and Santana. And then Santana's designated for assignment uh, after the game. 
uh, which we'll get to in a little bit. Uh, and then this weekend, uh, this past weekend, uh, they they went a two of two essentially from Detroit. The third game got snowed out. That mm-hmm. that sandwich game, <laughs> which is I know you I, know I, another I thing. St- it's like. April. Oh, yeah, it right. was snowed out. Yeah, well, here yeah. we go. Just like what we talked about before the season yeah. started. Yeah, and I and I had and I had tickets, and I was going to go. That was the Abreu bobblehead game, but yeah, it did exactly what they were calling all week. And uh, you know, I appreciate the Sox calling it uh, early before everybody uh, heads to the to the field, pays for parking, they let you in, get your bobblehead, you pay for concessions, and then they cancel it. I mean, Saturday was a nightmare weather-wise. Uh, so that game gets canceled. So they sweep, essentially, Detroit in, in this two-game short series, um, and they're riding a high, you know, uh, coming off of yesterday's game. Yeah. Um, and then we'll get to Friday's wild game in a little bit, too. So if you're watching yesterday's game, which hopefully you did because it could be one of the better Sox games you're going to see, at least pitching-wise, uh, this year, you're feeling pretty good with Baltimore coming into town now. Um, you know, the Sox are uh, they're starting to hit a little bit better as a team. It's not just Anderson. Uh, they're hitting 262 as a team. That's seventh in, in uh, baseball. Um, the, you know, they've kind of crawled out of the cellar in pitching, but they're still 28th in pitching, man. Yeah. I mean, and they're still not getting the performances that you no. would want to get out no. of out of some of these starters. And I, I know you've got this slated for a little bit later. It's nice to see Lopez have a good outing, but mm-hmm. still mm-hmm. on the whole, the starting pitching has not been great. And then the fielding just, you know, just not good. I, I mean, 29th in fielding is, uh, is our socks. Uh, 17 errors, you know, six for Anderson. Now hey, it's just some bonehead bonehead plays. Um, that's not going to get you. That's not going to get you sniffing a second wild card, or uh, don't even think about the division. I mean, you you've got to shore up the field, and we talk about it every single week on this podcast. Um, but you know, th- there they are uh, in the cellar with fielding, and and I and I just I really hope uh, by the time you know June rolls around, rolls around, we can look at them, uh, you know, in the middle of the pack and cr- and crawling out of that dweller, boy. Um, it, it just some some of the some of the errors are just inexcusable. But um, yeah, you just have to play better defense. There, especially if you're going to have some questionable starting pitching, and and maybe one feeds the other. Maybe the maybe the some of the starting pitching we've seen has been because of the fielding. But if if you're not going to have you know, two or three of your starters be lights out on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to field better. Yeah. You're just, you're, you're, you're going to have to. Um, I mean, look at yesterday and it, uh, yesterday, perfect example. Uh, Anderson had a fielding error, not a throwing error, but just a fielding error. Just completely just bounced off of his glove as he was circling the ball um, at short. And that run comes around and scores, you know, it's an unearned run for Lopez, but you know, it's still a run on the board, and uh, the Sox had the bats going, and were able to o- overcome that. But those are the type of things that you don't want to dig yourself in a hole that way. Yeah, and and we we talked about this last last week too. I mean, they're they're second to last in the AL, just above Seattle in, mm-hmm. in fielding percentage. 
Now, Seattle has 37 errors to the Sox, 22. But Seattle's hitting the cover off yeah. the ball. So yeah. if you're going to have that many errors and you're not going to field well, then you need to score a ton of runs. Yeah. And this team is capable of that. We've seen that. The problem mm-hmm. is you look at that series where you know they, they, they win 12-2 and then they turn around and lose 9-1. you know, yeah. you got to have some consistency yeah Uh, i i don't know if this is a great comparison it just just kind of popped in my mind uh you know following uh the the kansas city chiefs this past year and they had a hell of an offense and they will ride up 40 30 40 points on on you no problem right and they were able to get away with that um but sometimes you know a couple a couple times their their lack of defense is what came back to haunt them Okay, so, yeah, they might score 30 or 40 points, but you might play a team that's also ready to rumble and might score 30 or 40 points. And if you don't have a defense, well, you're not always going to be able to just outscore everybody. You know what I think is really smart about what you said about the Kansas City Chiefs there is that their coach, Andy Reid, has a great mustache. It's a hell of a mustache. And I think that is a signal that Renneria, goatee, gone, back the mustache. Hey, man, I'm not stopping you. Those ideas are, are excellent. I'm just trying to think about how we can push that initiative. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, we talked about how, you know, a bunch of fans show up in, in you know, brown bags, you know, when, when a team is doing really poorly. Right. You know, do we all just show up with razors? Do we all have to? No, well, you I sure. don't know that you can get it. <laughs> that I'm sitting in the parking lot of the stadium thinking, how would I get like a pack of disposable Bic razors into the ballpark. I'm really glad you said that out loud before <laughs> acting on that. Uh, I'm really glad you just it's probably you know, not gonna not gonna go. You let that well, marinate right? verbally, and that uh, <laughs> that would have been a big mistake. Well, and you would have been able to talk your way out of that. Uh, why do you have all these disposable razors? I'm trying to send a message to Renteria. <laughs> now that statement alone is going to get you sent. Uh, away. That's how you end up down in the in the ballpark yeah. jail, down yeah, in the, oh, the yeah. bowels of yeah, the, where there are uh, no cameras in the uh-huh. uh, in guaranteed rate. I think you show up in the to the game with uh, uh, just you know a, a, a silver mustache on, right? Like a comedic silver mustache. Okay. The the silvery white mustache, and then you've got to give yourself some kind of like uh, acknowledgement that you're supposed to be Renteria. You know, you make your own jersey or something. Or what if everybody. You know, we found those really great photos of him from I'm assuming like seven, like maybe early '80s, where yeah. he's rocking the the mustache yeah. on the on the yeah. Marlins. What if we were to get photo a photo of that, and then you cut out like a like a, a head size mm-hmm. of that photo, and yep. you have everybody bring that in, and yep. at some point during the game, yep. you, you look up into the stands, and everybody's got a Renneria face. Your ideas are excellent. It's just the execution, um, getting everybody <laughs> to do this, um, you know, is uh, is a bit of a stretch. Um, we're going to keep hammering at this, though. We're going to keep hammering at this. Uh, there's something to be said about that managerial mustache. Yeah. Um, so what do we have? Uh, I mean, what, so let's like let's look at today. All right, let's look at uh, Monday, April 29th. Sox start a three-game series with Baltimore. Um, Baltimore sending John Means uh, on the hill, and uh, I hope by the time uh, you folks are listening to this, the Sox were able to figure him out because the first time they saw him in Baltimore. He really did a number uh, on our hitters. Five innings, one earned run. Uh, they couldn't get anything going. 
Um, Sox are going to send Manny Buenuelos uh, to the hill, and he had a hell of an outing um, for the Sox. He he had uh, he had Baltimore on the ropes, four innings, zero earned runs, sprayed a bunch of singles in that ballpark. Um, so I'm I'm kind of looking forward to this matchup. You know what I'd like to see, and and you could tell me if I'm if I'm wrong or or not or not or, or just not finding it, but I don't think this team has won more than two in a row. I'd like to see them go on a little bit of a, a, mm-hmm. a streak here, yeah. three, four, five games, because I feel like just when they're starting to get some momentum, take two or three, win a series, then yeah. they turn around and they get, yeah. you know, their brains beat out nine to one, nine to two, and then they mm-hmm. win a game and then mm-hmm. they lose the next one. Yeah. And it would just be nice to see them start to put something together. So you, you got two from Detroit, you win mm-hmm. that series. Now you got some very winnable yeah. games against Baltimore at home. Come on, show something. Put a couple, string some wins together. Yeah. You know, it's the, the weather's a shame. Uh, after that uh, emotional win on Friday, you thought maybe they would carry that momentum into a Saturday game, and that got canceled. You know, uh, today, uh, hopefully they get this game in tonight, but the rest of the week looks problematic with rain. You know, right, so it, right. the, the weather, unfortunately, um, for the Sox here has just been problematic to get any momentum going. Uh, but I hear you, man. It'd be nice to string three or four wins, and uh, and especially uh, when when we face Cleveland very soon. Well, and and I'd also like to see that home record start to come around too. You're getting closer. You're five and six at home, six and eight on the road. But I, you gotta win. If you're going to do anything, you got to you got you got to win some games at home. You absolutely have to. You got to win games at home, and you got to stay healthy. So, um, you know, since the last time we talked, there's been some issues um, for the IL. Um, Eloy is on the IL, Nate Jones is on the IL. They sent Burr on the IL. They called up uh, Dylan Covey from Triple A uh, to to log some innings. Now you're probably fine with Nate Jones being on the IL, right? Yeah, I, I really am. You know, he, <laughs> he you know, just yeah, based yeah. on your your previous Nate Jones comments, I could tell you you were uh, you were really ready for a for a break. I, I'm kind of done with the Nate Jones. I, you know, he's the longest tenured sock. Uh, he's been around since 2012, and um, he has man been no stranger uh, to the former DL and now the IL and this time it's an elbow inflammation and when he's good he's great but I just feel like he's he's played in 44 games through the last two years only 44 games and I just don't think we've gotten we've gotten the best of Nate Jones for sure over the last few years and I don't see that um trending in his favor uh finishing this year and beyond um i kind of want to say goodbye to the nate jones yeah. uh, era well you're uh, going to get to for a little bit he's gonna <laughs> yeah. spend some yeah, time on I, the il you know i i his his velocity is still kind of there but uh to what uh, he seems like there's just something going wrong with him i don't know if it's a mechanics or uh, but he continues to have uh, these elbow these arm forearm issues um I don't know. I, I really, in my personal opinion, I think the Sox need to uh, say goodbye to him. Uh, they might have to eat some money, but I, I'm okay not seeing him, especially after this year. The Aloy oh, injury, man. that's, I mean. That one stings. That's really problematic for the team. 
and also very problematic for the season bets that I made. And that's boy, you were yeah, you were bullish on Eloy, and I thought you know you were gonna. you were a bit of a prognosticator because he came up with the yeah. team to start yeah. the year. Um, but he doesn't look right in left field. He's made some attempts on some fly balls that have been a real head scratcher. It just doesn't seem like he's tracking it well or taking the right angles. And um, his attempt on Friday night, I mean, that, that home run was long for the bullpen. And it looked like he just, you know, those. Uh, those walls that have like got velcro and you you wear like a a velcro suit and you you jump off a trampoline or you run at the wall you just try to like stick into it right it looked like that that's what he was doing (laughs) he jumped at the wall and his spike caught the wall and he got stuck there momentarily and in a high ankle sprain as a result is that any less of a reasonable explanation for why you would go uh full out uh aaron rowan on a on a no doubter home run some of those nah i don't know if it was a no doubter he wasn't just crashing in the wall for no business for nobody's business i think he you know he those the ones that he went head on i felt like he had a shot at no i'm talking about Eloy on this one uh, he just looked like he had no sense of where the ball actually was and where he was with the wall or maybe maybe that's a learned thing that's a skill like to to go up to the wall you have to like a high jumper has to pace their strides before they get to the high bar they just don't run full speed and not know right. you know what i'm saying not know which foot you should jump off of so if his offense tracks the way it looks like it will i mean can you live with him being bad in the field or does he just eventually become a dh it's an excellent question. That's the thing that's being, uh, you know, tossed around on Sox Twitter. Um, he's going to be out probably for, you know, four to six weeks. That's that's hopefully if if nothing comes back from an MRI that there's ligament damage. Right now we just know ex- x-rays were negative, that it's just a high ankle sprain. But um, I, I see him coming back and probably DHing for a little while when he comes back. Or maybe they try him at first. I, I wanted him. I wanted him to get you know 600 at bats this season. I thought that was critical, and that's not going to happen. I think his at bats are what we need. You know, he's. I, he's. Yeah, I don't he's, think he's winning a Golden Glove anytime soon in left field. Well, he needs to play. I mean, that's that's what this season. He needs to see or pitching. These couple of seasons about while they try to become competitive again. It's about them. It's about Eloy. It's about Johan. Uh, it's, it's it's about Mankata. It's about even Anderson. It's just yeah. about getting at bats yeah. and playing the game. Now, the question I have for you is: Were you consulted by the medical staff <laughs> before he was put on the injured list with any of your um, your remedies for for healing injuries? Well, like I was telling you, you you asked me, you know, and I told you. Um, I've had some knee issues recently because I'm a, you know, I'm a runner and, and I, I've, I've had some, some sprains and uh, I just recently found like Tiger Balm. <laughs> I've never used Tiger Balm. I was always doing just a Ben Gay or an Aspercream and uh, I've been using Tiger Balm this past week and it has made a world of difference. So what I would assume someone would have hopefully handed him with just a small jar of Tiger Balm and said, 
<laughs> just try this first before we make any rash decisions. Yeah, like don't go on the injured list. Come on, know, let's, let, high let's not go spray. public with this. Is what I'm saying. Yes, video right. was captured of you sticking into the wall. Right. Um, but try some Tiger Balm. And then just tie your shoelaces really tight. <laughs> About 24 hours with the balm, <laughs> maybe some uh, some light acupuncture, and uh, yeah. and uh, okay, so definitely ice. So you weren't consulted, no, and you didn't consult any medical professionals when you self-prescribed the tiger balm. Well, I don't know if uh, I think Brian Ball is the uh, the guy who's kind of taken over for Herm Schneider. I don't know if he's got a handle on Twitter, but I really need to be following him because I think I could have pushed the balm if I had a direct, <laughs> just a just a pathway. Um, and maybe someone else pushed the balm. I hope, but it is powerful. Um, I don't know if. To be honest with you, I don't know if you need to wait two weeks to reevaluate someone after the balm for a few days. I think you get a better idea after five or six days with the balm, and then you know you can get a better diagnosis of where we're where we're going forward. Okay, all right. Um, I just I wanted to see if you had been consulted. Yeah. Wear two. I would say wear three pairs of socks, right? Mm -hmm, a size mm -hmm. down. That's smart. Tighten your shoes, yeah. or go to a high top and just try the balm for a little while. <laughs> We got hey, I mean, listen. I we, got too, we got too many Tommy Johns to be worrying about a high ankle sprain oh, here. Oh, well, yeah, right, right. And, I mean, you know, maybe you don't even need a Tommy John if you get the Tiger Balm. Well, I, I, I don't know if I can go. and <laughs> I don't know if I could advocate for the Tiger Balm that far. <laughs> um, you know, consult. If you feel a, a tear or a rip in your arm, <laughs> you might want to go ahead through with those recommendations. But uh, sprain, I don't know, man. I think you can get away with the balm. Right, right. All right. All right. Fair enough. Um, right. So we're we're going to wait on him. It's it's sad to see him miss out on the at-bats. Nicky Delmonico is going to get an extended look and left. Um, you guys are going to have to step up, you know, and uh, we, we've got to shore up the starting pitching. You know, Friday's game – that's kind of how it started at the beginning of the game. You got Eloy going down. Radon, I mean, that dude, he can't get out. He three innings, eight earned runs. Right. That's not buddy, enough. Buddy, buddy, buddy. Uh, well, that's not enough innings, and that's too many runs. We're down nine to two before you yeah. know it. Yeah. Before you get settled in to watch the game, it's nine to two, and Eloy's out. So what? What is going on with him? I mean, because we both I, we were both looking at him like, okay, this is this is going to be the year, and yeah. you know he's going to be the ace, and you know you don't need to go out and find a John Lester esque pitcher because he's already on the staff. This yeah. is going to be your guy, and now he's not the guy. They right were now. hitting him all over from the from the get go. It looked like he was just missing some spots, leaving some stuff up. I'm not going to go into mechanics um at all I, he just didn't look comfortable he just didn't have it and and that you start to say okay every now and then you you don't have it but uh he has not put together a 2019 campaign that you and i both talked about that was needed you know we needed Rodon to take the ball and be the you know, uh, it's to stop the losing streaks to be the ace and it's been very spotty yeah and you know what? I'm I'm just looking at his numbers right now. He's a lot of walks. Yeah, a lot of walks. Yeah, and just yeah, it's just not you know and, uh, opponents are 
Yeah, they're hitting okay off of him. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not not world beater. I, I'd like to dig in and see how the feeling has been um, around some of uh, some of his games, but. Mm-hmm. His ERA is up there. Uh, well, eight earned runs. I mean, yeah. that, that's all on him on Friday. Uh, you know, thankfully, uh, you know, the bullpen, they, they, they still did their thing and gave up some runs. But the offense, man, talk about some in-inning rallies. You're talking about getting hits with runners on. Um, they kept the line moving on Friday. Uh, that was an exciting, crazy game. Um, and then you got, you got late in the game – uh, and I don't want to go too much, you know, pitch for pitch or inning for inning on this. But man, if you miss Friday's game uh, against Detroit, it was it was a hell of a game. Sox are down ten nine. Abreu with two men on hits a bomb into the bullpen and left. Okay, puts the Sox up twelve ten. Not so fast. Anderson's on first. He tracks back to first base, you know, to to tag up, and Abreu laps him. He laps him while doing his, you know, beginning of his home run trot. So uh, it gets reviewed, and, you know, we get an out, and Abreu's home run is really just a single. It's the I have never seen anything like this in watching baseball all these years where on a home run the, the hitter laps a guy, and what's the first base coach doing? Right. What's Daryl Boston doing? You've got, like, one job, maybe two <laughs> jobs. You should be barking at Abreu like, hey, slow up a right, bit. Right, right. You know, Anderson thinks there might be a tag. He uh, was he was singularly oh focused on the on the high five as he came around. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Because that's that's like, the two jobs, right? Which the, which high five does this guy like? Does right, he like a fist right. bump? Is it a low five? Is it a right. high five? You the know, occasional butt pat, and then right. maybe you take the batting gloves. <laughs> I've never seen a handoff to a first base coach of the batting club while he's good. You could, but I mean, that's a boy. That's an aggressive. Want to talk about bat flips? How about flipping the gloves? I'm not saying you you throw them at him. You just hand them like, hey, I don't need these anymore. Maybe he is thinking about. Maybe that's a new thing. I don't know, but (laughs) maybe they added that to his job. I don't get that. That was the craziest thing, Daryl Boston. I mean, it's not just on you. It's on Abreu, too. I, I just think he just had a major mental lapse there. But, uh, well, but I mean, that's on the players, too. And so, you know. What, well, it is, but you also have a coach there. What is no, a coach supposed to do for the whole? But, but, but so, so ultimately, you know, who, okay, you look at the errors. You look at little bonehead plays like that, and. And you start thinking, like, okay, who ultimately is responsible for that? Is that Renneria? Is that just the sign of a team that's up and coming and isn't there yet? It was, you know what, it was just a it was a brain freeze. And Abreu took ownership after the game. And, and he's a vet. And he is going to – that will never happen again. Um, but – Boy, uh, it happened, and it was it was wild because that took then the score to 11-10, right, and of right. course the bullpen gives up a run to make it 11-11, and then you're thinking, ah, oh, this thing could drag on, you know, to 10, 11, 12 innings, and bottom of the ninth, you know, the hottest hand, the guy you want in that position, yeah, gets up to bat, and we're talking about Timmy Anderson, and uh, boy, just crushed a belt high fastball. And he knew it, and he he flipped it, and uh, game over. That was an awesome and, uh, play. It's not even a flip. His bat flip is more just like a 
like a like a jet like if you were trying to hunt if you were on like naked and afraid and you were trying to stab at a fish with a spear that you made that's what his bat flip is he's more like spearing it into the ground like a like a lawn dart maybe that would be the worst naked and afraid decision of all time if, if they were like so and and what do you want again yeah i'd like a major league baseball bat uh because i plan to do some hunting with it yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna turn this into a spear and uh, trust me trust me this is the right call um i'd like one batting glove please yeah um so i mean it, he, Anderson's getting to the point. We talked a little bit about it on our drive right, here, right. where he is, is living up to this now, to this, to this hype. Well, right. And the question is, okay, so here, here's how I, I always I, I want to ask this question in my own mind. Right? Is is what's happening right now likely to continue based on what we've seen from him before, mm-hmm. or yeah. conversely, is this the beginning of who we think this guy might be long term, you know, and and I don't know. I mean, we we know he's not an over four hundred hitter. No one is, but you know, is he? I mean, where where this do is, you think this falls back to? Does he end up hitting like three three twenty for the year, something like that? I think he's going to hit three hundred. I think he's going to hit three hundred, three ten. Um, this is uh, this is who. This is who Tim Anderson very well could be, and he's got yeah. ten stolen bases, so yeah. he's leading the league there. Which I, I'm is great. trending towards the this is the Tim Anderson that uh, we were hoping for. Does the fielding come around, <sighs> Jeff? I am I'm really concerned. It, I mean, what do you compare it to in another sport? You know, I my mind goes to quarterback. You know, uh, yeah, you know, uh, he had a lights out year, um, great completion percentage. Um, you know he threw uh, he threw thirty touchdowns, but boy, uh, he also threw the ball over. Uh, he, you know, multiple amount of picks in bad situations, fumbled the ball. Um, so you're like, well, do they wash, or do you say, well, you know, I I I buy stock in the touchdowns, not the interceptions and the fumbles. Well, it also becomes a. a- long-term question of what is the makeup of this team look like okay and so if you assume that Mancata is going to be here Jimenez is going to be here and um, Anderson is going to be here or I guess maybe not even the, the combination of the team but like what is your infield going to look like and and is that a spot where you can give up more errors you know what I'm saying? Are you going to be able to cover that up in other spots or is that just, you can't have a bunch of guys kicking the ball and throwing it all over the place. Right. I mean, socks are drafting high this, this coming June. And uh, I think there's some infielders that they might want to take a long look at. Um, Right now you're, you're living off of his offense and you're stomaching the errors. But think about where this team would be if he if he hasn't had uh, if if he hadn't had a, as hot a start as he as he has. Yeah, true, but Makata is still having a hell of a year right now. No, and Abreu is starting to trend the way we all thought he would. But I mean, look at that! Look at that hitting number. They're they're seventh now. They were what twelve or thirteen last yeah, week. I mean, yeah. if you're not if you're not in top ten in hitting. When you're 28th in pitching and 29th in fielding, mm-hmm. if, if if this team was you know back down to earth maybe at you know 20th in hitting, mm-hmm. I don't think they're where they're at right now. I I, I think they're a couple of games off of that. Yeah, potentially. Uh, I I think it's becoming more of 
Anderson pulling the whole team up average uh, wise with his average, and it's becoming more. There, there's some there's some players that are starting to click here. Uh, James McCann, who's uh, we've been using him as a cleanup hitter. I mean, this guy's been hitting multiple hits a game and and with some power. Uh, I, I don't know if that's going to continue, but it's more than just Anderson. But I agree with you. It's a little deceptive because Anderson's hitting what 380 and was you know over 400 for majority of the season. Um, I, I just you know I, I hate to like be a wet blanket on this Anderson thing, but it's the airs, man, that, uh, yeah, right now we're not paying too much attention to it because he's hitting the lights out of the ball and he's having a hell of a year and there's a lot of excitement. He's becoming the face of this franchise. Well, I don't he's think owning it. I, I, I don't think it's being a wet blanket to, to discuss it long term. I mean, in the short term, hey, this guy's having a lights out year. So he's got some errors in the field. Fine. You can live with that when he's giving you all of this right Mm -hmm. now. That's right now in this moment. But when you look long term, you got to say, you know, he's not going to hit 385 um, for for his career. Right. You know, he's probably going to be a 290, 282, whatever. Mm -hmm. So this offensive output is probably an outlier he's probably better he's probably going to be better than what he always was but he's never going to always be this this good no no so can you live with the fielding is the question yeah and and we'll see how the fielding continues to play I mean he had 20 errors last season the season before he had 28 so I can't him I can't have him jumping back up to 30 errors right you know and 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 this is the baggage it's like this is my deal take it right you know, uh, which I guess you would say about a quarterback sometimes. It's like, you know, he's got a hell of an arm. His completion percentage is outstanding uh, when he's on. He, he, you know, he'll throw you 25 to 35 TDs, but get get ready. He doesn't know how to control the ball. He's going to fumble. He's going to throw picks, you know, in, in, in ill-advised times. But that's that's what you buy. And I don't know if, if – if we figure out and say, well, Anderson's going to give us 25 to 30 errors a season, but he's also going to hit 300, I don't know if I'm comfortable with that trade-off. Yeah, I wonder, you know, like we looked at run differential for from a team standpoint, but I wonder if there's a stat for, you know, similar to like in hockey or or I think basketball does it too, where you get like a plus minus on a guy for when he's out, uh, like in, in hockey, when, when he's out on the ice, mm-hmm. how many goals right, for your right, team right, right. versus um, goals allowed. Well, like, war, I'm I mean, wins above I replacement war, is, yeah. but, uh, you know, I'm trying to keep things blue collar. No, but, I know. Yeah, I'm just but, wondering, like, sure. is there is there a number at which – like you've got a you've got to bat this much. You got to you know uh, driving this see many runs, and yeah, you've got I see to what you're saying. Um, yeah. you know walk this much to to yeah. to wipe out or, right. or negate this many errors right. in the right. field for for a position player. Yeah. And maybe yeah. WAR yeah. is the best number. I, 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 that could be the best for what. But I see what you're what you're going at, which is very specific. But it would be helpful uh, in these type type of situations. Like, what 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 number can you live with? Yeah. You know what? But I don't know. I mean, here's uh, here's here's a number I can live with. And it was yesterday's uh, pitching performance. for yeah. Lopez. Yeah. Buddy. I mean, 14 yeah. strikeouts for Lopez. He threw 95, 96, 97, 
uh, into late into the into his stint um, through the sixth. Sox ended up having 20 strikeouts as a team. Lopez, that's a personal record uh, for him. The best he's thrown in a White Sox uniform. He looked awesome. Well, they also set a new team record for strikeouts in a game and yeah. tied yeah. Uh, a, a major league record yeah. for, yep. for a nine-inning game. So I'm glad yeah. we got back around to that because we were dogging the pitching before. Yeah. And yeah. you want to recognize a good outing for a guy who – who you think is going to be there when mm-hmm. it matters. Mm-hmm. And he scuffled mm-hmm. in spring training in the first few games. And, yes, that – I mean, more of that, please. It's such a confidence boost, and I think it's a, it's a shot in the arm to uh, to the – you know, to the catcher, I mean, Wellington Castilla, you know, he called a hell of a game. Um, and I think this is going to give the, the leash is, speaking of uh, dog day here at the park, the leash is a little it longer for, day. it is dog night, a couple of dogs yeah. walking up a, a minute yeah. ago. Uh, this leash is longer now for Lopez because uh, you see what he's been able to do. And he, sh- he there were some flashes last year never never to this amount of strikeouts but to the to the velocity and just when he needed to bear down and make a pitch and get out of an inning uh, he did it and he was hitting the corners and and folks when you are pitching 97 miles an hour you can miss a spot and you could come letter high or belt high and uh, th- that that will that will do well Okay, but if you're missing a spot at 92, 93, then you're going to have problems. And that wasn't the case yesterday. It was a brand new Lopez. Yeah, and he looked good in that throwback uniform. Yeah, he did. That's you love those throwbacks. I do. That, that's my favorite for sure. For you sure. love those. I, you know what? I wish if they had Sunday games, they would wear the throwbacks, the road throwbacks, the gray throwbacks. I like those too. The okay. road throwbacks. And uh, I would like to see them wear the, the batting practice throwbacks uh, on Sundays as well, uh, which, you know, I got a lot. I obviously have a lot of throwback ideas that um, I think I might be able to get those ideas passed along quicker than our Renteria mustache razor situation. <laughs> or the Tiger Balm. Yeah, or the Tiger Balm. list yeah. Uh, remedy. Yeah. No, I love those throwbacks. They're, they're nice. You know, you – We've talked about starting pitching. I'm glad we recognize Lopez in that in that his performance on Sunday and the and the team performance. But I still do think there's a case to be made for for what could have been in in free agency. Oh man, yeah. Do, 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 yeah. You know where I'm going with this. I know exactly where you're going. If we, you know. You know, Santana's gone. He's DFA'd, you know, and since he's testing the free agency, the Sox, you know, are they're not on the hook for this four-plus mil. But, you know, they're on the hook right now for Nova's eight or nine million. And I, putting their eggs in the basket of Manny and playing that game poorly, which I don't want to harp on again, but imagine, imagine if they played the game of Patrick Corbin and, and they're like, this is a guy we're targeting and uh, – you know, I mean, he's doing wonders for the Nats right now. He's two and zero with an ERA under uh, three. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. You know, it's hindsight twenty twenty. But boy, would he have been nice on this staff? Or yeah. you know, the Gio Gonzalez thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, I mean, he waited so long for whatever he got from the Yankees. But if you're going to work on these reclamation projects, these experiments, like. 
here's a guy like Gio Gonzalez that I think would have looked a lot better than a Santana Nova. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Am I, am I way no, off no. on this? And I still go back to Keuchel. You know why? Why was you know? Man, I, I I couldn't even tell you. I think there might be a draft pick situation uh, with him. But think about what we talked about before when we looked at this April schedule. There were winnable games here, mm-hmm. uh, and a hot start could have made it. You know, I, I just I think a couple of better pitching performances, and you're looking yeah. at a team that's maybe at five hundred. Or a couple games over instead of just sniffing 500, right? Yeah. Three, three. We've been consistently three mm-hmm. and four games yeah. under 500 throughout this season. Mm-hmm. And again, that idea of I want to see some continuity. What worries me about tonight's game is you're going to go in there and you're going to you're not going to be able to keep the momentum going. I need a three, four, five game winning streak. I want to see that from yeah. this team. It'd be nice. It'd be nice at this point uh, of the season. Now, let me ask you something about pitching. Let me ask you something about prospects. Um, you know, with Santana gone, okay, and they're going to mess around with this fifth starter. It's Benuelos. It could be Covey. You know, why not bring Cease up? Okay, uh, the argument I hear against it is uh, he still needs to log his innings. He still needs to get more innings. You know, uh, why rush him? Look, what's the point of getting your innings at a triple A caliber competition? What's right. the point of getting right. non competitive innings? Get your innings up here in the bigs. You know, it's a young man's game. And it's not an issue with him on service time or anything no, like that. I, I, you know what? It's not. Okay. It, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't no, be. No, I agree. He Give should him a be, start. He should be up, you know, getting his innings here in the big leagues. You know, I want to – if he's going to have bumps, have him up here in the big leagues. He seems like he's got the confidence. Kopech saying that Cease has got better stuff than he had. You know, I, I, let him start getting acclimated to some catchers. And speaking of catchers, I, we got to figure out how to do this, but Collins should be up uh, up sooner than later as well. He well, needs to start seeing some some major league uh, situational, you know, some catching situations. I'm sorry, he has to. Well, I think the the position player is a little bit different than the than the than than the pitcher in that you know you're still early yeah. in the season. No, I, you, I, you, I, yeah. you can't shift into you know we're going to give guys experience mode just yet, right? I mean, you got a lot of veterans on this team that are working hard and. You know, you're you're still within spitting distance of the division and other things. I I, well, I the division I think it's too early to start playing around with some of that. I, I I could see a spot start for for Cease, you know, to, to yeah. get him some experience. But I I think bring him up all the way. And I I know you know everybody wants to be really gentle and 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 you know ease their prospects in. But it doesn't seem like that's the way some other teams in, in around the major leagues are handling. And I know a lot of them are positional players, but you got some guys that are 2021 20, on the Nats. I mean, you know, the Braves did it, you know, in, in years past. Right. It's like by the time you get up, you might be 23, 24 until the first full season's under your belt. I mean, if you got the stuff, you know, I'm watching the NFL draft some of it, um, last week and they're talking about you know intangibles and like oh this offensive lineman doesn't have the he might not have the uh the arm length or he, he doesn't he doesn't bench press a certain amount and one of the analysts just came out and said the guy can play all right he can play he can block he's gonna be fine don't give me all this these 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 measurements and these numbers and all these others 
yeah, Cease might need some more innings, but the guy can hurl and bring him up. Let's go. Hey, sounds good to me. Here, <laughs> here, here's the thing. We, we've talked about this. We've done this a couple of times on the podcast. You start looking. You, you do a little look ahead, right? You've got three games with the Orioles. You got four with the Red Sox at home. Mm-hmm. Now is a chance yep. to really yep. make some make some moves, get some wins here. Put you got two questionable, mm-hmm. if not outright bad teams sitting right in front of you, coming into your home ballpark. Now, barring some weather this week, mm-hmm. you I mean you could really. Yeah. You you win this series yeah. and you win you take three or four from the Red Sox, man. You are right there going into a very important four game stretch with the Indians on the road. Agreed, a hundred percent. And it's the excitement, man. It's these are the these are the things that keep drawing you back in as a fan. And you're saying, here we are, man. We're knocking on the door of five hundred, and then you don't know what could happen in this division. Stay healthy progress and i want to see some of these young guys soon um this is the stretch of games where you can put some tiger balm on your season okay <laughs> you can you can rehabilitate it quickly mm-hmm. and get right back in it i'm telling you what and when you put the balm on you don't know if you've got the balm on just quite yet and you want to reapply <laughs> but trust me it's on and it's going to start working and it's going to do wonders so no okay. no double balm don't double balm because you know you <laughs> I can't. You heard it here first. There might be a third degree uh, burn situation. Dr. Uh, Murawski from an unaccredited medical (laughs) journal that he read. I've read some (laughs) things and I've talked to some people. So listen, again, I know what I'm doing. Hey, Uh, man, we got to get into this ballpark. We're we're staring at a ballpark with a game that's getting ready to happen. Yeah. We got to stop talking. I'm, hey, Merksburger. We got a couple Merksburgers <laughs> that we need to uh, wrestle down and tackle. I can uh, smell the grilled onions from mm-hmm. here. Yeah, we are. We're in a good spot. Folks, uh, we're going to be wrapping up here this episode 20 of Good Guys Talk Back, your Chicago White Sox podcast, fan-centric and blue-collar. Uh, this episode was uh, right outside of Gate 5 in Lot B. Hopefully we'll do some more of these little tailgating podcasts. Uh, if you've been with us since episode one, we appreciate that. If you're just joining uh, here in the last few episodes or if this was your first, thank you so much. Pass it along. Uh, please give us a rating and uh, follow us on Twitter at GoodGuysTB and look for that Facebook page of ours. Uh, folks, for Jeff Julian, I am Nick Morawski. Go Sox.